Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code UNIVERSE at checkout to get 10% off. And by Audible. Audible has over 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free 30-day trial at audible.com universe. There really is no reason Saturn should exist. It's an established fact that it does exist, and that it's been around for as long as Earth and the rest of the solar system have. But that still doesn't mean it has any business being in the cosmos we know. The problem is that space is a place that rarely bears close inspection, at least not without disappointing us. Nearly all of its most beautiful features get bland or even ugly up close. A shooting star may make you catch your breath, but you wouldn't want to be riding aboard the rock as it crashed into the atmosphere and consumed itself in a 5,000-degree fireball. The moon is a beautiful silvery coin in the sky, but up close, it's a bare, dead, broken place. Apollo 8 Commander Frank Borman told me recently, I had no particular emotions when I saw the moon. I had emotions when I saw the Earth, but the moon was just the moon. Want to know exactly how unconcerned the cosmos is with aesthetics, with the simple business of being beautiful? Consider that its most powerful, most dramatic object is the black hole, a thing that by its very definition cannot be seen at all, except in the final fiery moments of the suns it swallows and the worlds it crushes. But then there's Saturn, strange, ringed, spangled Saturn, a world that, alone among the cosmic bodies we know best, not only can be seen up close, but begs to be seen up close, lest you miss the details, the pixels, the planetary brush strokes. Saturn is a place that doesn't just have rings, but braided, scalloped, woven rings. It doesn't just have an atmosphere, it has an atmosphere with clouds strung like strands of beads, with auroras flashing at high latitudes, with a marvelous mystifying hexagon at one of its poles, a clean angular formation in a swirling cosmos that hates clean angles. Most remarkably, Saturn doesn't just have moons. It has a geyser moon, shepherding moons, a pair of dancing moons, a moon that, more than any other world we've ever explored, may be the best hope for life beyond Earth. The universe that we know has always been like a pointillist painting that dazzles you from ten paces away but dissolves into a riot of meaningless paint spots the nearer you draw. Saturn alone has defied that rule rewarding every step we've taken to study it, every mile we've traveled toward it, with a finer beauty than we knew could exist a moment earlier or a mile back. We'll return to Saturn, the jeweled world, after a break from our sponsors.
The rings of Saturn, made up of billions of particles of ice and dust, are believed to be the debris left over from comets, asteroids, or shattered moons. It's amazing how a bunch of space debris can create something so beautiful. To turn all of your ideas into something beautiful, choose Squarespace. Squarespace offers customizable designs so that you can easily tailor your website to fit your needs. With their drag-and-drop tools and modern templates, you'll build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. As an extra bonus, you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code UNIVERSE to get 10% off your first purchase. The yellow and gold bands visible in Saturn's atmosphere are the result of super-fast winds that can reach up to 1,100 miles per hour. Sometimes it can feel like life on Earth is blowing by just as quickly. For any pace of life, Audible is here for your entertainment. Audible has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from. Don't have time to sit down and read a book? Take Audible with you wherever you go by listening on your smartphone, computer, or tablet. Listen to books such as Men on the Moon, a tribute to space exploration by Colin Salter, Helen Akett, and Michael Heatley. This book gives an in-depth look at the heroic men and women whose life's work was a quest to reach out beyond Earth and into the great unknown of space on some of the greatest adventures ever taken. Find this book or other books of all genres at audible.com. As a special offer to my listeners, you can get a free 30-day trial today by signing up at audible.com universe. That's audible.com slash universe. Orbiting the sun at a distance of 890 million miles, or 10 times farther away than Earth, Saturn is the last of the naked eye worlds spotted by the ancients without the use of telescopes. Like all of the other first known planets, it took on many different names depending on the culture that was doing the naming. In Hindu, Saturn was Shani, one of the nine judges of the good deeds and bad deeds humans perform in their lives. The Japanese and Chinese named Saturn the Earth Star, after one of the five elements, which also included fire, wood, metal, and water. To the Greeks, Saturn was Cronus, a mythological figure guarding the farthest known reaches of space. But as with other worlds, it was the Romans who picked the name that stuck, after the god of agriculture, Saturn. It was Galileo Galilei who first spotted what made Saturn special. In 1611, just one year after he discovered the moons of Jupiter, he was peering at Saturn through his little two-foot telescope and noticed that while the main body of the world was exactly the same kind of shimmery disk all of the other planets were, it also appeared to have two strange bulges protruding from either side. Nobody's fool, Galileo knew that these couldn't be moons like Jupiter's, they were just too big and just too close to the planet. But that was as good as his best guess got. What he was looking at, he concluded, were three conjoined bodies, a large planet with two attached smaller ones, which he dubbed Saturn's ears. 
It wasn't until 1654 that Dutch astronomer Christian Huygens, using a more powerful telescope, discovered that the ears were really a system of rings. That news, perhaps mercifully, didn't break until 12 years after Galileo died. That meant he missed Huygens' breakthrough, but was also spared the embarrassment of having gotten things so very wrong himself. Huygens couldn't begin to understand all of the dimensions of what he'd found. It would take vastly more powerful telescopes, centuries of observations, and five different spacecraft barnstorming the Saturnian system to reveal the rich embroidery of the planet's rings and its huge flock of 62 moons. Astronomers long ago concluded that the rings are about 93% water ice and are all but certainly the remains of a shattered moon, combined perhaps with a bit of gas and dust from the primordial solar system. What appears to be a single solid ring when viewed through a low-power telescope is in fact seven different bands lettered A through G, and they circle the planet at seven different distances. The innermost edge of the innermost band is just 4,100 miles above the Saturn cloud tops. The outermost edge of the outermost band reaches 64,000 miles into space. You could lay seven Earths side by side along the rings from inside to outside and still have a few thousand miles of ring left over. Yet viewed from edge on, the rings are so fine as to be nearly invisible just 60 feet thick, which is onion skin thin on a cosmic scale. If it were possible to gather up all of the ice in the entire ring system and pack it together into a sphere, you'd have a snowball just 120 miles across. If the rings were indeed a lost moon, it's hardly one Saturn would miss. The Voyager probes that flew by Saturn in the 1980s got the first good look at the rings. The Cassini orbiter, that has been surfing through the Saturnian system since 2004, has studied them even more closely. Together, the three ships found that the rings are etched with fine, concentric lines, like the grooves on a vinyl record. Some of the lines are more like ripples, as the gravitational attraction of moons orbiting within the ring system tug on particles they pass, causing them to collide with other particles in their path, like a sequential pileup on a highway caused by one car going too fast. The edges of some of the rings assume a scalloped shape, which is a feature also caused by the moons. The rings orbit more or less directly around Saturn's equator, but some of the moons follow a slightly more angled path. As they dive below the equatorial midline and then rise above it, they send twangs of gravity through the rings, leaving the scalloping pattern behind. Other moons don't perturb the rings as much as they do groom them. Prometheus and Pandora, icy moonlets measuring just 62 and 56 miles across respectively, orbit Saturn on opposite sides of the planet's F-ring, the narrowest of the rings at just 310 miles across. The sister moons soar through their orbits, gathering up stray debris that drifts off of the ring's edges, keeping them sharp and well-defined. 
Even if Saturn were stripped of its gaudy rings, it would still be a remarkable and remarkably curious world. At 72,000 miles in diameter, it's the solar system's second largest world, not much smaller than Jupiter at 86,000 miles. In fact, Saturn and Jupiter are so huge that taken together they own 92% of all of the planetary mass in the solar system, leaving the six other planets to get along on the relative dustpans worth of stuff left over. Like Jupiter, Saturn is principally a gas world, and as with Jupiter too, it may have once had ambitions of being a star, since it's made up of 93% hydrogen and most of the rest helium. That's very much the raw material of stellar chemistry, even if Saturn never got big enough to light a stellar fire. But Saturn makes up for that shortcoming in other ways. The planet has a small, rocky core where the pressures are so great that the temperatures rise to 21,000 degrees Fahrenheit, twice as hot as the surface of the sun. Up on Saturn's own surface, however, the thermometer drops to 300 degrees below zero. Those kinds of temperature differences throughout the atmosphere do the same thing on Saturn that they do on Earth, which is to say that they whip up winds. The Hubble Space Telescope and the Cassini Orbiter have spotted Saturnian hurricanes with wind speeds of up to 340 miles per hour, and occasional gusts three times faster than that. Saturn's rapid spin only adds to the turbulence. The planet rotates at six miles per second, which means that while a Saturnian year takes 30 Earth years as the planet makes its slow lope around the sun, a Saturnian day takes less than 11 hours from sunrise to sunset and back again. Elsewhere in the atmosphere, the winds move in a sort of wave pattern, similar to the rippling that creates scallops in the rings. One such formation runs all the way around the planet in a narrow band at high latitudes. This causes intermittent clearings of white in the clouds, which look like nothing so much as a string of pearls, one positioned far enough north to appear as if it's been draped around the planet's shoulders. The strange hexagon in Saturn's North Pole was first discovered in 1988, when astronomers were studying data from the Voyager flybys. Cassini got a better look at it much more recently, Researchers now believe that the hexagon is a whirlpool-like storm that is regularly jolted by jets of wind at lower altitudes. These cause what should be a round storm to make sharp turns at regular intervals, producing six straight sides joined by six matching angles. The true greatness, however, of Saturn has nothing to do with the planet itself or its system of rings, but with the quiet chemistry unfolding on two of its moons. Chemistry that could, even now, be the stuff of biology. The largest of the Saturnian satellites is Titan, a world bigger than the planet Mercury, and one covered with an opaque orange atmosphere. Titan is a bitterly cold place, but one that is nonetheless dotted by seas and lakes albeit seas and lakes of ethane and methane. 
The surface temperature, 290 degrees below zero, is way too cold for life as we know it. But life as we don't quite know it might be another thing entirely. Methane is one of the telltale hydrocarbons that serve as a marker for biology. If earthly life could get started in a more temperate environment, using water as a warm amniotic solvent, there's no reason titanium life couldn't figure out something similar with a methane solvent. Much more promising is a little moon known as Enceladus, a bright white satellite covered in water ice, Enceladus moves along inside Saturn's E-ring, leaving a strange bulge in the band behind it. At first, astronomers believed the bulge was a trick of gravity. But now they know that as Enceladus sails through its orbits, it's gravitationally stretched and squeezed by its sister moons and by Saturn itself. This warms its interior and causes it to produce great geysers of water frost, which trail behind it like a plume from a steamship, or more appropriately, like Saturn's little tugboat moon. Recently, the Cassini probe discovered that there are up to 110 geysers spouting from Enceladus at any one time. Sampling the spray, the spacecraft has determined that it's rich in salts, which means that the water is in contact with a seafloor heavy in minerals. The amount of water in the geysers and the size of the moon itself suggests that the spray must come from a sea as big as Lake Michigan, just the kind of hospitable place life first emerged on Earth. Cassini will not be the spacecraft that will settle the question of life in the Saturnian system. Hard at work for the past 12 years, it's nearing the end of its functional life, which could occur as early as 2017. When Cassini at last winks out, it will be deliberately sent on a collision course with Saturn, preventing it from crash landing on Enceladus or another possibly living moon, contaminating them with earthly bacteria. Even if Saturn and its moons turn out to be as dead as most of our old, cold solar system is, they add a kind of artistry to the sky. It's an artistry that at least one species, living on a small world much closer to the hearth of the sun, can appreciate. The physics and chemistry that shaped Saturn might have been random, accidental, knowing nothing of art and beauty. But we do. And sometimes, that's enough. Join us next week when we visit Uranus, the sideways planet. Follow me on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kluger. I am Jeffrey Kluger, and this has been Time Magazine's podcast, It's Your Universe, produced by Panoply. Panoply.